0: What's up, everybody? My name is Adam, and I'm the host of the You Know Adam Sane podcast, the show that is dedicated on bringing on passionate people, learning about their stories, and delivering value to entrepreneurs. So if that's what you're interested in, go ahead and follow, like, and subscribe. You know what I'm saying? How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the You Know Adam Sane podcast, where you get to know a little bit more about people, Passions and all things business. Today, sitting across the way, I have Matthew Tesvich of Oxsocks, a recently launched company dealing with
1: footwear. Or
0: yes, yeah, footwear, right? That's right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I love this show. Matthew, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm I'm excited to be here. This is awesome.
0: Fantastic. Well, I have to say, you know, uh, the way that I found out about you is I was scrolling LinkedIn and I saw this post. Uh, you are right now a senior in college. That's right. At At UGA. At UGA. And you have launched your own company. That's right. That's awesome. That's very uh, entrepreneurial of you. And I'm so fascinated to kind of like dig into your story and learn a little bit more. But uh,
1: before we get there, tell us about yourself. All right. So I'm a senior at UGA. I grew up in Georgia my whole life. I'm a management information systems major. Okay. So I'm kind of on the, it's a a mix of management and computer science. Okay. So in my opinion, that's the best degree at the business school because everything is moving toward the internet and cyber warfare and technology. And so I just think, you know, that's the best way to go. So I was able to leverage that and then use that in my business here with Oxox for the website, the back-end stuff, media, and so... Awesome. right today. Well, yeah.
0: take me to how we get to socks, right? Like okay. socks is kind of like a unique thing to kind of like, especially yeah. with your degree. Right. How do you kind of like get to the point where you're starting like a sock company?
1: That's a great question. So I grew up playing baseball and my feet always stank. Yeah? Yes. So I'd put my <laughs> feet on the vent when I was little and my dad would be like, dude, you got to throw your socks away. That stinks. Put uh-huh. them down. We're turning off the air. Roll down the windows on the highway. Okay. So I always said that in the back of my mind. I had my socks are brutal. Yeah. And so my- how, roo-
0: how, how many packs of socks would you go through like a season?
1: A lot. <laughs> a lot. Not, I'd rip holes in them and they stunk. So it was a bad combination. Okay. Got it. A bad combination. Got yeah. it. Yeah. So one night my roommate had this towel when I got back from uh, pitching. It was a practice. So came back. It was a weird towel. It kind of looked like an octopus. It had all kinds of stuff, like strings hanging off of it. Yeah. And okay. so I'm like, what is this, Dylan? Like what what is going on here? And he said, this towel, you can wash your hands without soap. Yep. And so I'd never heard of that before. I said, where did you get this? And he uh-huh. says, it's not on the market yet. My aunt works at University of Tennessee, and it's a special technology they're working.
0: On. They are developing. Yes. They, okay. they were developing.
1: Okay. And so I was, my first thought was, how do I put this on my feet? I love that. Because I knew it was odor-causing bacteria that caused your feet to stink. Okay. So if this towel was antimicrobial and it could kill the bacteria on your hands yeah, or your body, whether it was a hand towel or you know a big towel, then it would kill the bacteria on your feet, likely causing your feet not to stink. Awesome. Yep. That's, a, that's brilliant. So that's, that's how we got to the socks. So okay. from there, it took a lot of R and D and working with different manufacturers to figure out how do we get this into socks and how do we get it to work? So the technology actually existed
0: already or yes. did they finish off like all the, all of like the development, like the university of Tennessee, are they done with it?
1: I'm not sure where they're at today okay. um, as far as their development on it, but I use, I leveraged that technology and some of the materials that were in there. And then I had to combine it with some other things a proprietary blend to create the odorless effect in our socks.
0: So how come how come there is technology out there where it can kill bacteria, right? Like from from a cloth? Cuz usually when I think about like uh killing bacteria is like soap, soap right. and water. That's right. kind of like typically what you do. Right. So what is like proprietary about that technology?
1: So normal normal materials like a cotton, that's mm-hmm. that's very absorbent, right? So, you know, cotton's more absorbing than maybe like a uh like an athletic material. Gotcha. So using that and then some different blends that we've put together that with the help of that towel, that's how you get the special combination of the complete odor killing effect. Gotcha. And then so, you know, other companies may use like chemicals or sprays, but that'll wash out. Yeah. So we specifically use threads. So that way it's uh, environmentally friendly and it doesn't wash out the sock.
0: This is awesome because I think it goes to show you that, you know, you don't have to solve it within a day, right? This right. is a problem that actually you had for an extended period right. of time. Right. Right uh, do you wear the socks like all the time now? All the time. (laughs) And
1: I'm no longer self-conscious about my feet. I can say that. Yes. Got you.
0: Got you. So how long did the, take me through the R and D process?
1: Yeah. So that, that was a process. So I immediately went on to Google and searched, you know, U.S. sock manufacturers, foreign sock manufacturers, and tried to figure out who could do this. Mm -hmm. So the next day, I had a list of 10, 15 sock manufacturers in the U.S. I called all of them, and I I knew the materials that I wanted to use. I did research on how they worked together with each other, Mm -hmm. and not one U.S. manufacturer could make it. Why? They said that they didn't have the materials on hand, or the materials were, you know, too costly, or it was just not a big enough batch. Is it a pricier type of material? Yes. How much more? Um, I would say a normal sock could, you know, maybe be 10, 20 cents to produce and mm-hmm. our cost is about $2. Oh, wow. Per, yeah. per sock or yes. per pair? Per, uh, per pair of socks. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So it's it's a lot. Right. It's, it's a lot more expensive, um, but we use higher quality materials to wear. It prevents ripping, things like that. Odorless and our socks have all the bells and whistles that people are looking for. Art support, things like that.
0: Cool. So take me through those. Like, what sell your sock to me? Like, yeah. why should I buy ox sock?
1: Right. So if your feet, you know, they get stinky, they they sweat. We're sweat resistant, uh, odor wicking, so it gets rid of all that good stuff. Um, blister resistant as well. Okay. And then I've personally worn these socks for months because I've been developing this for the last eighteen to twenty months now, and so I've been wearing all our samples, and they, none of them have ripped.
0: So I, I have to ask, like, yeah. you
1: know, how frequently
0: are you washing your socks? Are you just like like wearing them? Let, let me go for like two months wearing the same sock and test it, test it out and see how it goes.
1: I normally don't push it past a week. Okay, got but it. But I like to, so I film TikTok videos and yes. stuff with interviews yep. and, and so that way I can show people that, you know, don't necessarily believe it, that it works, yeah. right? So I'll wear it for a week and, you know, go up to people on the street or at school on campus and say, hey, guess how long you think this has been worn?
0: Why have you started doing that? Like, why, what's kind of like causing making
1: your decision to move towards, I guess, content creation? Content creation? That's a great question. So, everything is short form video right now. Mm-hmm. We've seen TikTok completely change the game with uh, Facebook, with YouTube, with Instagram, mm-hmm. right? Everything was still pictures. Yep. And this kind of gets into Web3. Are you familiar with Web3? Of course. Yeah. So, The internet's changing. We're going from web 2.0 to web Mm 3.0. I think that this short form video is kind of an introduction into that, into the metaverse. Um, But like I said, TikTok is changing the game on that. And so now everybody's doing reels and short form video. So my mindset is how do I leverage this and people that are just scrolling on their screens and how do I make it entertaining and fun and show them a cool product that works, make that go viral. How do we get it to go viral? So have you had any success on that end or like, how's it going? Yeah, so our second video got 22,000 views, which was awesome because at the time, and this was on Instagram, not TikTok. Okay. And I, I think it's a lot easier to leverage TikTok and, and blow up on TikTok. Sure. Um, but we only had probably 50ish followers at the time. And so that was really cool. We've had another video pop off, get about 130,000 views. Awesome. So we're, we're getting some What's growth. the impact on sales? Um, we're doing pretty good on sales. The biggest thing is right now we're in the pre-order phase, so gotcha. we're four to six weeks out at the time of this podcast, October thirtieth. Yep. So,
0: so no, your product hasn't even right, like hit, right
1: hit the I guess the warehouse yet. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So our product has been made. Ten thousand pairs are coming in, but we have not. Uh, we don't have it physical yet. So it's it's all pre-orders.
0: Tell me about kind of uh getting the product here. So where is the product being made? So right now it's being made in China. Okay. And then you called
1: over there, you yep. flew over there or yes. what? So lots of calls, lots of text messages. Um, I've got a buddy who's actually from China and uh-huh. he helped me. There were some translation issues and some issues we had with getting product over here. So I was able, we were able to send voice messages back and forth in Chinese. Uh-huh. And funny story with that, our manufacturer, she, she heard one of our first voice messages and she was like, Matthew, I had no idea you spoke Chinese. Uh-huh. And so she sent me this huge <laughs> message in Chinese back. Yeah, it was hilarious. Hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> And I said, look, I don't speak Chinese, but I got a buddy who got does. It. And I got said, it. you know, this, if we have any issues in communication, if you don't understand something, please let me know. We can easily fix it.
0: Man, I have to speak to your tenacity, right? Like I think that in here there's been, you know, a lot of people out there have the dream. They, oh, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. Uh, not everybody is able to execute. And I think what you've done here is execute. Um, We are still in the pre-order phase because there's still kind of like, you know, we still have to get sales, but every move that you're making is putting you in a better position for down the line, right? Right. And so I have to ask, like, how did you get to this point, right? Was there always a drive from you to become a business owner? Um, What's kind of like the inspiration
1: for you? That is a great question. So it started with baseball. I love baseball. I played baseball my whole life growing up. Uh, I got it. So freshman year of college, I got up to low 90s, VLO-wise, so I was a pitcher, left-handed pitcher, 91, 92.
0: What does that mean? Sorry. I, yeah, worried. yeah.
1: So I could throw a fastball 91, 92 okay, miles got it. an hour. Okay, Okay. So that was a huge thing, and especially as a left-handed pitcher, that's good enough to go to a big D- Division one school. Okay. So that's like a Georgia Southern, University of Georgia, like those are, you know, big-name schools. So I got to this point, and it was amazing. And so I started having these big schools reach out to me. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, but that was when COVID happened. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that pulled everybody who offered me a scholarship or a position on the team, the roster. Yeah. So the NCAA, the guy who's over over all the universities in the United States, mm-hmm. the, over the sports, they said, hey, right now you got to pull your offers. We don't know what's happening with COVID. All the seniors were staying and all the freshmen were coming in. And right. So it created a backlog. So that was tough.
0: Did it make it more challenging to way, go that route? Yeah,
1: way more challenging. So I started looking at junior colleges, which is a route for baseball where you go for a year or two and you have the option to go straight to the pros. You can get drafted or go to a college. I yep. looked at international professional baseball, had a few teams actually offer me contracts with that. Wow. Yep. And so I'm like, you know what? It's, it's going to cost too much money and I don't want to go to a junior college at a 4-0. I said, why don't I keep training, try to hit 100 miles an hour, play at the University of Georgia or, you know, get drafted? And so, because at the time I wasn't playing baseball, I ended up getting hurt, tore my labrum and UCL, oh. double injury, which is not good. Right? What was this during game or? What? This was this was just training. Training. Yep. One day I was pitching and I just I'm like it's not there, and I got an MRI and I was done. Man. But it what, was. What def- did that
0: take me to that moment? Like, what did that yeah. feel like?
1: Yeah. So, the first pitch, I sailed it over the kid's head, mm-hmm. and we were throwing a flat ground, which means you're not on the mound, you're just you know 50, 60 feet away, and you're just throwing pitches. And it's to work on your grips and, and everything. And I, I'm like, man, I think I'm like 20 miles an hour slower right now. And I was always very accurate. And so I started spiking balls and throwing it over his head. I'm like, there is something wrong. And I, I didn't feel a pop. A lot of people feel a pop. I think mine was kind of like a rubber band, and it was just slowly wearing away. Sure. And so it ended up being both things were torn. But instead of being upset, like that was tough because my identity was in baseball. I mean, like, that, how, like live, yes, breathe, yes, eat, yes, everything. Yes. I don't drink. That's a big thing for me. I i am very healthy. I'm always up early, like fitness, baseball. That was huge for me. Sure. And so my, you know, when, when anybody asked, who are you? What are you doing? I'm a baseball player. Gotcha. So that was tough for me, but I looked at it as God's closing the door. He has a bigger plan for mm. me. And so in high school, I used to read books like rich dad, poor dad. That's my favorite book. Um, Let's see. How to win friends and influence people. I love books like that. Awesome. Absolutely. Yep. And awesome. s- yeah. And so I love you know the idea of entrepreneurship, and yep. that's that's what that was my only other option besides baseball was go GoPro and become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And so circling back to your question, that that's the inspi that's the inspiration for me because there is no secure job besides figuring out how to make money for yourself and become an entrepreneur in my opinion, and that's what Robert Kiyosaki says, the fa- uh, the author of Rich Dad Poor Dad. It's just I love that mindset and you create jobs for other people, you help other people and you're achieving your dreams. And I feel like you're really living out your purpose. You know,
0: I I, I love that. And I have to say, like, it's such a breath of fresh air speaking with you because I think that's so rare to find right right now. I mean, I I don't know kind of like if in your circle group, uh, a friend group or whatever, like, are you kind of like someone that is like, you know, very unique, like most people are like, you know, still partying and nothing, there's yeah. nothing wrong with partying. Right, I mean, right. I, did my, I did my fair share <laughs> of partying, but I, I guess like, you know, the right. question is like, you know, how, what is causing that mindset to shift for you? Like, is it just that you don't have an interest in like
1: drinking at all or, or why why so opposed to that? For me, I felt like drinking was, a. I, I heard too many horror stories of people that would be drinking and get scholarships pulled or mm. get kicked off of professional teams. And I didn't wanna take any chances with that. For me, it was too big of a risk. Mm. And it's it's short-term thinking versus long-term thinking. Understood. And I feel like a lot of people think in the short-term, whether it's financially, whether it's for fun, and they create they create issues for themselves and they they almost give themselves a hurdle that they, it's like a mental hurdle, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whereas if you think in the long-term, you build that success mindset and you think, you know, there's small road bumps, but how do I get over that to get to my long-term goal? And for me, my long-term goal of success is just, you know, I want to help others. I want to give back. I want to glorify God, but how do I, how do I create that lifestyle that I want to live? Right. And to me, just drinking is not really a part of that. Partying is not a part of that. It's, and it sounds bad, but I feel like I'm wasting time with that. You know, Mm -hmm. like we're, you never know when your last day is on earth. And to me, it's why not live every day? Like it's your last and And maximize your potential and help other people, you know? Love that. Love that.
0: Um, I'm going to ask you a kind of a a connecting question now. Yeah. Um, The discipline of baseball. Yes. Has that impacted your discipline within either school or your business?
1: Yes. It's it's helped me in both. So my high school baseball coach was tough. Was he? Yes. We had tough conditioning. We'd be running so we had block schedule. So on Wednesdays we'd have uh, weightlifting for the first hour and conditioning for the second hour. Mm-hmm. And it would be 110 degrees on the football turf and we'd be flipping tires, we'd be doing sprints. I mean half the team was throwing up. It was brutal. Yeah, <laughs> Throwing up. Yeah. Like he had just massive trash cans out there and and we'd be running through knew. lunch. You already yeah. knew when you were going out there that right. you were going to. Right. We knew like you had to be locked in. Yeah. And and I, I it, the purpose was to weed people out. We had 4,000 kids at our high school. We had 180 kids try out freshman year for baseball, and they took 18. The, the purpose was to weed people out and see who really wanted it. Gotcha. And I love that because everybody went in scared. But I knew, you know, people have to have to be able to get through this. And the first one was tough. The second one was a little bit easier, and it kept getting easier and easier, and the group started to get whittled down. Yeah. And so that, that conditioning, as much as I didn't like it, I learned to love it because that fueled my passion and, and my drive. And yeah. I, I love that. And then in addition to that, once the season started and I made the team, I wore red sleeves the first day and our colors were blue. And so my coach yelled at me from across the field. He said, Tesvich, he said, you're wearing Forsyth Central's colors right now. He said, if you don't have that fixed by tomorrow, you're off the team. And so I immediately, I immediately bought blue How did that sleeves.
0: happen? How did that happen? Like, I, just, that just... I, didn't, I didn't know any better. I didn't <laughs> okay. have blue
1: sleeves. I didn't know anybody on the team. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I'm a freshman. Yeah. I, I just wasn't aware of it. Yeah. I wasn't thinking. And so from that day forward, I was disciplined. I always had the right color belt on. We yeah. always had to have the right color belt, socks, pants, all that stuff. Uh-huh. And as tough as it was, you know, no other high schools were doing that. You could wear shorts to practice at other high schools. And, you know, it might look silly from the outside, but it taught us discipline. Yeah. And, you know, if you're were if you early or if you're on time, you're late. If you're early, you're on time. Right? That's right. And so I love that stuff. And, and that mindset – translated to everything and discipline equals freedom. This is a very old school way of coaching.
0: It's rare that you find coaches like this anymore. Um, Why, do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's... Right, like, because you've experienced it. And and obviously you're reaping the benefits of it, right? Right. Like enduring hardship and and being able to kind of like, you know, step up to the plate every single time. That's a great like trait to have. Right, and yet I think, like you said, the other like the other uh, teams, they're they're wearing shorts. They're probably playing music, right? Like, whatever.
1: Right. It, which way is do you think works? I think there's a happy medium, mm-hmm. as you see in modern day baseball. The Astros teams like that that are consistently you know deep playoff contenders or in the World Series. They they're loose, having fun, and you know as a lot of the Latino players will say, "Keep it suave, have mm-hmm. fun." You know, loose. Yeah, and and that's what that's what it's all about is having fun and being loose. But I also think that discipline is extremely important. Mm-hmm. I love um, listening to a lot of Navy SEAL podcasts and things like that. And mm-hmm. Jocko Willink, he has a book, and it's called Discipline Equals Freedom. And I love that saying because it does. Mm-hmm. You see so many people who are undisciplined, and, you know, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And discipline truly does equal freedom. Mm-hmm. And going back to that question of in school and business, does it help? Yes, because, you know, you set your schedule, your regimen, and, you know, Food, everything's planned, and you know, you you create time for yourself. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's get back to kind of like the the oxox ox yeah, story. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so we've kind of, you know, you're starting to do this R and D. You're you're speaking to Chinese people uh, <laughs> through through a proxy right now. Right. Right. Um, kind of like, what are the things that happened next? Like, how, do you
1: did you already have the name already picked out, or how would you no. arrive on the name? So that that's another question in and of itself. So I first started getting samples, and I didn't tell anybody that I was doing this. Uh-huh. I even wanted, even the buddy with that brought you the towel, you didn't. Yeah, I did not even tell any, him. him. Yes. Anyone? So okay. he actually found out right as I was about to launch pre-orders. Okay, got and he was shocked. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I kept it to myself because that's one thing is you know a lot of people are all talk. I didn't want to be all talk. I wanted to stay focused and and get this done. So I started getting samples shipped to the house, and so I it was a weird Chinese package, <laughs> you know, with Chinese characters written all over it. So I run out to the mailbox before Dylan got home, bring it up to my room, you know. Open it open. It up, yeah. yeah. And I'd have socks. Yeah. And so I'd wear them for a couple of days and see if it worked and then wash them. And the first pair was, they were incredible. They felt amazing and they didn't stink. I'm like, these are awesome. Yeah. Put them in the wash. They Still stunk. After the wash? So I like after the wash, I wore them and they, they reeked. Oh. And so they used chemicals and that's, it washes out. Got you. Yep. And so I had a lot of issues like that or you know, the fit would be too tight, and they didn't understand, you know. There's a difference between how the American foot is versus in Asia. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's a very different fit. Sure. And so the sizing and stuff was created issues. I, I went through probably 30 different manufacturers.
0: 30 different ones.
1: Yep. And I was talking over 100. I wow. mean, the list, you just scroll, and it, it was – the people who could actually do it, and then the ones who actually can make a good, viable sample—that was. What did was you tough. find
0: along the way? Like, what what was that experience like? Because I'm sure it was like—I mean, again, you don't speak the language, right? right? Uh, are there a lot of kind of tricky people out there that kind of like yeah. try to get you on, like you know, with the with the chemical that's sprayed on, right. like so forth and so on?
1: Yeah, so a lot of it, people are trying to rush you to buy, mm-hmm. right? They're trying to put pressure like on sale. you, right? They're trying to close the sale, which I understand from their perspective. But it doesn't make sense because you haven't tried it yet. Yeah. So they're trying to push you to buy, and especially in bulk, and then they'll raise the prices on you. Got gotcha. you. Um, so you just got to be firm and say, hey, no, I need a sample. And, you know, they'll try to charge you at the wazoo. Look, I'm willing to make a bulk order with you if it works. Mm-hmm. And if you were, if you stand by your product and it really works like you say it does, then this shouldn't be an issue. Got gotcha. you. And that would scare some people off. Yeah. You know?
0: Got you. So that's how you kind of like weeded out like yep. the, and then, the good from the bad. Right.
1: And then I get samples in, see what worked, and a lot didn't work. And I had to keep doing deeper and deeper research, reading these scientific articles about what certain fabrics do mm-hmm. and what what different, you know, materials do and how they work together and, and create the, the best blend possible. Got you. Yeah.
0: So you, you get to the point where you've selected the sock. Do you have any right. other funny stories about like the different socks that you got? Um, did anyone ever catch on? Like anybody in the family, like ever? Ask yeah. like, hey, what's going on with these like Asian packages? Like, yeah. what's going on? That's yeah.
1: a, that's a great question. So one night, uh, I went home with to see my family, and we yeah. were all watching a movie. Yeah. And I I'm famous for just sprawling out on the couch. Right? <laughs> so after a long week, I'll just sit back and st- slowly fall asleep during a movie. Yeah. So I'm sprawling out, and my dad's like, dude, what what are those on your feet? He said, where where did you get these? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, don't worry about it. And he's very inquisitive, and he's like, dude, tell me like, where did you get this? Okay. And I said. I'm trying to keep it hush hush, and you know my whole family's there. My sister's my mom, uh-huh. and so I, I told him. I said, "Hey, I'm working on um, odorless socks." And he's like, "What?" And he's like, "How long have you been doing this?" Uh-huh. I was like, four or five months now." Uh-huh. And you know, I just finally got in the samples after four or five months. Uh-huh. He he was quick to pick it up.
0: What was this the final? Or no, like this was, this final? was one of the, first, the okay. first. ones. Okay.
1: The final took a while to get to. I would say that probably took eight ish, eight eight to ten months to. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, when I say it was a tough process figuring out somebody who could actually do it and make it work and fit right, that was a tough process. So, uh, did your
0: were your parents supportive, or oh, were yeah. they like, "Oh man, this guy's like out of his mind"? Right,
1: right. No, they were all supportive. They honestly were like, "Praise Jesus!" That really? You, yeah, that you have a have something to help your help your feet from <laughs> How stinking. How bad do your
0: feet stink, man? <laughs> in order for your family to. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, but that was. Do funny. they have any entrepreneur spirit? Uh, Within them? Like, do they have like businesses themselves?
1: So, my extended family uh, in New Orleans, they have their own electrician company, Uh, they own gun shops, things like that. So, there's definitely a lot of entrepreneurs in the family. Okay. And my dad's fully supportive of it. He actually was the one who put me on a lot of these books, these Uh mindset books. Love that. Yeah. And as much as he's like, dude, you need to read this stuff. And I was in late middle school, early high school, I'm like, I don't want to read these books for you. I just want to have fun with my friends, play baseball. Sure. I'm so thankful he did that because I feel like I'm. You know, just mindset-wise, head and shoulders above a lot of the people my age, and I can relate to anybody, you know? Yeah. And like it says in uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, you can learn something from everybody. And I just, I love talking to people. I love making friends, and it's so important. That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So we so we get closer to, we've we've done all these samples. Yep. Uh, we've kind of like, you know, uh, the family's found out now. Right. Um, and then you get to kind of like closer to the end of R&D where you've actually selected the stock. Right. At what point do you name the organization
1: or yes, the company? So I started with something called not socks, NOT okay. socks. Okay. And it was gonna be I was just playing around with names, right I had just papers of names yeah. and, okay. and all kinds of stuff. And it was no odor technology socks, mm-hmm. not socks. And then it's not like the normal sock, right? Yep. it's it's weird, it doesn't stink. And so I thought that might be something that rhymes, it's kinda funky, it would stick. Sure. Um, and then I started talking to lawyers to get it trademarked, and it didn't work. So Why? They, because there was something they, There was something also. with a very similar name. Got you. And so I was like, all right, back to the drawing board. So my dad and, my dad and I were always on the phone with like, ideas. He was super, super on board after awesome. like, I told him. So and very business-minded as well. We click back and forth. So he's like, let me come up with some, some names. I think I might have something for you. So he gave me some names, and he came up with Oxox. Okay. O-X-S-O-X. It's simple. It'd be an easy website domain. And, you know, it's, it's not something that would be taken for trademark because there's so much that goes into the trademarking process. If you put like an animal um, in front of the socks, you know, that's likely to not be trademarked. Mm-hmm. So I called the lawyer and I did my research on my own to try to save some money there. Um, I, I, are you familiar with Sarah Blakely? I am the founder of Spanx. Uh, of course, yes. I've seen
0: her speak before. She's okay. amazing, yeah. Yeah,
1: she is awesome. And yeah. I, heard, I heard how she wrote her own patent and uh-huh. I love that. So I said, you know, how can I replicate this? And, and trademark was one of those things. Sure. I went down the patent process. Unfortunately, it's not a patentable invention. Um, but the trademark process, you know, they charge for if they do the research, the deep research to see if it's like a 99% hit that, oh, we can get this, if it'll pass, or, you know, you can do it on your own and just pay the trademarking fees with the mm-hmm. lawyer. So that's what I did. I took about a day, researched everything, saw what was out there, and it looked like it was going to pass. So I, I did that on my own and paid the trademark lawyer just to get it.
0: Each of these moves that you're make, making, right? Like, you know, going for the patent, um, you know, starting like the research R&D, like how are you deciding what's next, right? I think a lot of like entrepreneurs, they don't know kind of like th- this process. right? How are you, How have you been able to kind of like understand what is next on this kind of like path?
1: That's a great question. Um, I think that falls back into the long-term thinking that we talked about. Mm-hmm. I have I have a big path of, you know, where do we want to end up and, and what are the steps to take it there? And I'm a big podcast guy. I listen to so many stories and I feel like I was there with the entrepreneur when they, with their failures, with their successes and, you know, wh- what they would have done different. One of the biggest things is taking care of the legal aspect first. Mm-hmm. So many people get so excited about an idea that they just jump in and they don't have an LLC. They don't file their taxes right. You know, and then it bites them in the butt. Yep. And so I wanted to make sure I had my ducks in a row there and and, and handled that. And then, like you said, strategic chess moves to to move towards our end goal. Because 1% better every day, right? We want to keep moving towards our goal. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, so
0: let's kind of, uh, we've, we've gotten to the point where Oxox is uh, chosen as the name. Yep. At what point do you kind of like open this up into the world and say, hey, this is what I have going on?
1: So that was still probably another two or three months after I had everything filed. I started, I bought, uh, got all the, I bought the domain, the website domain, okay. getoxox.com, so yep. G-E-T-O-X-S-O-X.com. Um, and I wanted to make sure all our social media handles were consistent before you know launching all this stuff live. So I got all the different social medias, locked that up, and then once we had you know, set an order with our manufacturer and had that in place, and then the website was done, I unleashed it. Yeah. And I put it on, pumped it on LinkedIn where you saw it, yep. pumped it on my personal Instagram, uh, my TikTok. So I've got a TikTok following of about 150,000 people. So I started pumping in on that and then really just try to blow it up as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Once, once I had my ducks in a row and everything was set. Take me back to the TikTok,
0: 150,000
1: before yes. you launched. Yes. What is that from? So that's not the Oxox account. Okay. I've got two different accounts. Okay. This one's a stories account. So I'll tell different stories. And I had- From your, from your this, baseball? It's this not baseball stories. It's more internet stories. And uh, it's like trendy stories, things like that. And I had some buddies in high school who, they actually have a TikTok consulting business. And oh, I love that. they ran me through, you know, how does the algorithm work? What do people look for? And so I tried to make an account of my own. Didn't do much. And then I worked with them and they really, really helped me out. And within seven to 10 days, I had 10K.
0: Let's uh, shout out that company. What company is that? It's
1: called BuiltGen. BuiltGen? Are they, how how do you know them? Just through high school? We went to high school together. Uh, What are they doing now? They are working on an NFT. So it's called Metaversity. Okay. And it is really cool. The artwork is super impressive and it's it's an entrepreneurial brand as well. So if you're a part of their NFT project, their NFT collective, then you've got access to all their trainings and all, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah
0: let's talk about something uh, with the unique content that you're creating so okay. you know I, I I did some homework and kind of like watched some of the videos yeah. and you do this kind of interview style right mm-hmm. like it's kind of like you know you hold up this mannequin yeah. <laughs> mannequin foot up to people's yeah. face uh, so that you know they can take a take a good knife deep smell of like the <laughs> the sock. Uh, and all of those socks, actual socks that have been worn for
1: literally a week. Yes. So we got one that's an ox sock that's been worn for a week and a normal sock that's been worn for a day. Yeah. And they can absolutely tell the difference. I mean, so like it's, it's night and day. It's, it's literally about a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, the only time that somebody doesn't guess it is when they think, why would they be asking me this? Why is the answer so obvious? And then they say, this one smells worse, but I'm going to go with this one because I think it's a trick question. Yeah. We have not had one person that said. You know this this is way stinkier than that one
0: you know? yeah and how'd you come up with that concept like what what in the back of your mind yeah. kind of led you down that path of
1: creating kind of like this this challenge right right so interviews are something popular and i'll do another shout out leon uh on tiktok it's l-e-o-n dot o-n-d mm-hmm. he's got 1.8 1.9 million and he's one of my buddies at uga okay and he actually is doing so well on tiktok that he was able to drop out of school and just do this focus full-time. Yep, focus on this full-time. He's got media is companies. It a, is it an agency or? He started his own agency. Okay. He's doing a lot of good stuff with it, and he's really trying to leverage it while it's hot right now. Yeah. He does interview-style videos, and he does a bunch of different things, but I love that interview style because you're asking real people who don't know you where it can't be baited, right? Sure. You know, everyone— People might think it's your friend, yeah. and and that'll be in the comments too. In a lot of these videos, of oh, you know, that's that, just right, like yeah, that's a fake. buddy or right. Yeah. So I'm trying to get real people to smell the stuff, get it out in the streets, and have a different form of marketing. Because mm-hmm. nobody wants to see the old ads where you know it's a picture of the product in front of the beach. Yeah, it, it, they want to interact. If they want to be entertained, people want to be entertained.
0: I I think that's very very true. Uh, if you're into baseball, I'm sure you've
1: heard of a brand called the Savannah Bananas. Yes. Have you been to a game before? I have not been to a game, but funny you say that. I actually went two days ago to go see their stadium, and their marketing and and everything there is fantastic. I've seen it's on point. Yep. Jesse on LinkedIn, and then I actually worked with a company called Hibbo, and they they're out the same shop as a company that does a drink for Savannah Bananas.
0: Yeah, and I think the reason why I bring that up is because. Uh, if you ever get the chance to go go to a game, and I highly yep. recommend it.
1: It is literally
0: entertainment, like at a different level. Yep. There's constantly something happening, either on the field, uh, in the stands, and it, it. I think it's perfect for you as well because it's baseball, right? right. Like that's like you know, right. very in line with the stuff that you guys do. Um, but you know, for me, I think that what is unique about it is I think the landscape of consumerism is changing. Right. There is an aspect of entertainment that has to be there. No longer gone are the days where you just post a single picture and it this sells. Right. Now you have to create some sort of like uh entertainment. You have to give them the hit of dopamine, right, right that they want right. in order to make that sell. Right. Um and currently I think that your strategy is right on point, right? You leveraging TikTok, leveraging Instagram, that is the way of the future. Right. Yeah. What uh what's kind of in store Um, moving into the future
1: while we're on it? So uh, I think athletes is something, something important. Uh, we've actually had a major division one college baseball team. I don't know if I can say who it is yet, but okay. major division one college baseball team said they want to outfit all their athletes in Ox. Socks. Amazing. So, you know, being a new company, six weeks old, that's fantastic. We don't even have our tangible product in and they're interested in that. Sure. So I think that's going to be awesome. Um, and then really just hammering and, and getting our name out as much as possible because they say six or seven times, I think somebody needs to hear your brand name to, to be willing to make a purchase. And so I want it to become a household name. People know what this is and, and understand, because this is a foreign concept. Odorless clothing really isn't a thing right now. Yeah. And, and so it's foreign. People don't know what that means. Your feet are the sweatiest part of your body. I think it's half a pint a day you sweat mm-hmm. out of your feet and they stink. So the idea of like an odorless sock doesn't make sense. Everybody just knows feet, shoes, socks stink. That's right. So how do I change the narrative on that? And How do I, how do I make people aware of this product? You, are you planning on sticking
0: with socks only or what's the future roadmap for so, you in your uh, mind?
1: Yeah, I'd love to go into different clothing, but, you know, one of the quickest ways to fail is to focus on too many different areas. So I want to hone in on socks, get that narrowed down, you know, figure out our game plan and get that set, get that moving. And then we can start to diversify into other other products. Love that.
0: Uh, if there's a word of advice for people out there, uh, the entrepreneurs
1: that are listening right now, yeah. what would it be? I think one of the biggest things is, you know, everybody has a great idea. Mm-hmm. But you got you to gotta just jump in and take the leap. I know it's scary, but you got to jump. You just got to jump and figure, you'll figure it out along the way. When the door's cracked, stick your foot in, introduce yourself, network, network, network. You never know who you're going to meet. All this stuff is so important. I really suggest reading, listening to audiobooks, podcasts, other people's stories. Just get into the success mindset stuff. And once you flip that switch into positive thinking and that success mindset, you create opportunities for yourself. And it is amazing what, what happens there, what God opens the door for you, all that good stuff.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming to the show. It's a pleasure. I'm so excited to wear some of these ox socks because I'm dealing with also sweaty feet. Uh, but it, it is amazing to hear your story. Uh, I see an extremely bright future for you, and I'm so excited for what's to come. Thank you. Likewise with you as
1: well, and this has been awesome. Thank you. Cool. Good stuff.